The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Hi, and welcome to 5G Talent Talk. I'm Carrie Charles, your host. And today I have a very special guest with me, Dave Mayo. Dave is the Executive Vice President of Network Deployment at Dish Network. Dave, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Great to be here, Carrie. Thank you. So, Dave, you have had a, a long, successful career in telecom. Can you tell me about your journey and, and how you got to Dish? Yeah, so very few people know this, but I'm a finance person by trade. I spent uh, about seven years in public accounting and then went to work for a couple of clients of mine and then wound up going to work at US West New Vector Group in a really exciting job in the accounting department. At all those process-related functions, accounts payable and inventory. But real reason I was hired is I ended up putting MRP, materials requirements planning, in to help us build cell sites because one of my clients back at Price Waterhouse was a manufacturer. Um, and then uh, I, I was at US West for about three years and we got acquired by this company called AirTouch that ultimately became Verizon. And I didn't really want to move to Walnut Creek for my job for, for the next job. So I, I looked around and I ended up going to work for this little startup called Western Wireless. And I was, uh, I worked for a CTO. I was the budget guy in the network organization. And that job over a little over two decades just grew around me. And uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, building networks was a, was a blast. And I'm, I'm reminded of that. And we'll talk more about that <laughs> in my current job. But it's reminiscent of some of the, my current jobs, reminiscent of some of the fun that I had in the early days of Oystering. And then I, you know, I kind of ran out of steam and, you know, there just wasn't a right role for me. So about a year, a little over a year and a half ago, I took a sabbatical and then found my way to DISH. I decided that, uh, you know, I, as in the waning hours of my non-compete, I would reach out to Charlie and see if he needed some help because I had a sneaking suspicion he might. And, uh, you know, six weeks later, I found myself here in, in uh, Littleton, Colorado. Well, and as you said, building a network, you're having a blast again, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> That's great. So tell me about the, the DISH story and your vision. Yeah, well, if the DISH story is pretty fascinating. I mean, Charlie, we were talking about this just yesterday. Charlie started this business 40 years ago. He's been in the, in the DBS, the satellite business, for 40 years. And, and I've always watched Charlie from afar and with a lot of admiration as he, as he acquired spectrum over the last decade. And I always thought that he would ultimately sell it. I didn't really think that he would be a network builder until, uh, until you know, the Sprint T-Mobile deal kind of caused the obligation to occur to build a network. And, uh, and I became increasingly convinced as I talked to Charlie that he was actually on a mission to build a network, which, uh, and, a, and a wireless business. Right. So the, you know, I mean, it's no secret, okay, that the challenges of building a virtualized software-driven network from scratch are real. So let's talk about some of these challenges that you're going to face and, and how do you plan on overcoming them? 
Yeah, I think when I, when I got here, there, there were three things that became really apparent to me that I needed to do. Uh, I needed to build a team. And I, I, I've, uh, I feel really confident, you know, it's been, I guess it's been about five months now, and I've, uh, I've hired uh, basically the four regional VPs, and I've hired all but four of the market leaders. And I'm really happy with the team that we've built. It's, they're absolutely great. Uh, a lot of lot of experience uh, in my direct report leadership team. We have, you know, over a century and a half of wireless experience, which will pay big dividends in terms of what we need to accomplish over the next couple three years. Uh, the second thing is getting radio designs completed, and we're pretty far along in that process as it relates to the seventy percent obligation, about two hundred and thirty million pops that need to be covered by the middle of twenty twenty three. And then third is uh, is you know, developing and, and, and building partner relationships. Um, you, you probably might have seen the uh, the Crown Castle announcement yes. from a week and a half or two weeks ago. I did. Really excited about that. Um, watch for more. Um, <laughs> we've also built relationships with many transport providers that you'll see announcements on. You know, potentially as, as early as this week. Good. That's exciting. So. Let's talk about the skeptics. There's a buzz out there that uh, can Dish build a profitable business competing against three operators with far greater resources. What do you have to say to these skeptics? Well, I, you know, I, I, a couple of things. Uh, first, there, there's a lot of skepticism that the voice stream business would actually materialize into a business, and I think it's actually doing pretty well last time I looked. <laughs> Um, you know, I, I, I think there's there's always room for innovation in, in this great country of ours. And I think that the thing that really strikes me about what we're doing is we're building a network that's un, unencumbered by the legacy. Uh, it's 5G only. We're not going to have to deal with 3G. We're not going to have to deal with 4G. And we're building it in an open RAN framework that gives us the ability to do what we want to do with the network not what the Scandinavian cartel wants us to do, um, which I think is pretty powerful. And it's gonna give us the ability to do things that are really different and, uh, and differentiable from, uh, from the legacy carriers. So were you a little skeptical in the beginning? I mean, how did you feel just at the, in walking the into this? Well, I wasn't, I, you know, I, I was, I, I, if I roll the clock back a couple of years, I was skeptical that Charlie would actually do this, but. As I've watched the moves over the course of the last, you know, 18 to 24 months, they've all been very deliberate. And then as I talked to Charlie, um, it became really apparent that this was the real deal and he wanted to do it. And, and, and I wouldn't have come here if we weren't going to build a network. <laughs> I'd be out golfing and skiing. You know that, Carrie. Exactly. I know. Why would you work so hard unless it was really going to happen? That's, right. Uh, that's, that's right. That's great. That's great. So let's talk about the secret sauce to making this happen, and that's people. You're going to have to hire hundreds of people to, sure. to really make this vision a reality. And would you say that this right now is your top priority? Yeah, it's it's one of my top priorities. It's been, you know, I'll, I'll say it from the first week I was here, it was my top priority. I think right. as I built the team, it's a decreased priority for me personally. I think there's still a lot of hiring that we need to do. But I think, you know, 
we really want to hire really smart, motivated people. I mean, I think we've got a, a great process that helps us identify people that are both smart, uh, motivated, and, and really fit into our culture well. And I think that's what we're what we're really trying to do with with the process. And I think, you know, over the course of the over the last you know three or four months, I think we've improved the process and we'll continue to improve the process over time. Yes, and I tend to agree with that. I have a personal experience with the hiring process because we are uh, very blessed to be the national staffing partner for Dish Wireless and making this all happen. And in fact, I'm sitting in the office right now, probably what, three doors down from you, and we can't sit together and record because of COVID, but <laughs> I've been here for a couple of months now. So uh, just incredibly exciting opportunity for us. And yes, this is happening. Um, so Dave, there has been some hiring challenges though over the course of the last few months and year. What has caused those challenges in your opinion and how are things different now moving into the future? Well, I, th I think there's a couple of things. I think, you know, the disbelief that we were actually going to do this was a bit of a challenge. And I think, you know, if I go back, if I roll the clock back, um, well, and, it's, and frankly, it's even the pivots that the business had made. I mean, it, if I roll the clock back uh, close to a year, the, the team was working on building a nationwide narrowband IoT network, which is a completely different build strategy and a different animal than what we're setting out to, to do today. And I think, you know, there were some, I'll say some fits and starts that occurred as a consequence of, you know, the ramp up and then ramp down when it became apparent that we were going to get some forbearance from the DOJ as it relates to the t time to build out uh, our licenses. And there were there was a, clearly a bit of a fit and start that I think frustrated some people externally. And, and I completely understand that. But right. but I'll say that we're on a clear and very deliberate mission to build a nationwide 5G network today. Uh, make no mistake. Yes, I second that. So there is, there's just, so much buzz around DISH right now. What is it like to be a DISH wireless team member or, or a leader at this time? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a fascinating time. And I, I was thinking about that over the weekend a little bit. And, and reflecting back, it's a, it's a time of just tremendous opportunity. You know, the, the, there's so much that needs to be done. And there's so much ambiguity that the people that will really succeed, and I re again, I'm gonna reflect back on my voice dream days, the people that succeeded were those that really handled ambiguity well and were able to get things done with, you know, without a lot of, without a lot of guardrails. And I think, you know, I think those are the kinds of people that we're looking for to help us build this network. Um, and it's exciting, it's tremendously exciting. Yes. Not and really, you're I'm really proud yeah. of the team we're building. Yeah. Um, because I think it's a first-rate team all the way around. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You're you're making history. The team's making history, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It's well. I think about it. This is you know that's part of the reason I didn't retire. Is gosh, this was just something I couldn't not do. If that makes any sense, yeah. it's too big a thing to be a part of. Yeah, sure. It would have been fun. I would have improved my handicap. I would have skied a lot. But this is, this is so much more fun. It is. It is. I'm having a great time. You know, Dish has one of the most inspiring 
and motivating cultures that I have ever seen before. And I mentioned earlier that I've been here at the headquarters for a couple of months now. And I can tell you firsthand that there is, there's this spirit in the air. This, everyone has such passion and such excitement. And you know, everyone's working toward this common mission. And it, <clears throat> it really truly feels like anything's possible. And it's going to happen. And, and that's how everyone feels here. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. In no uncertain terms, it's going to happen. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I wonder <laughs> that. But after I got here and I'm experiencing, you know, the, the way that people are, are what they're giving and, and how, you know, the mindset, it, it is definitely happening. And the, in fact, right outside my office is this mural of this big mountain. And at the top, it says adventure. And, you know, I just feel like I could stay here forever. What, in your opinion, does, makes this dish culture so special? You know, I, I, I think it's, it, 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 what makes it special? I think, you know, I think Charlie has a lot to do with it. I think Charlie is a very, fairly misunderstood individual. I mean, I think he's created the values and, you know, it's all about, you know, we, we look for people that have curiosity that are proud of what they do. They're, they have an adventuresome spirit, hence the, the, the mural of the mountain, and want to win. You know, it's pretty easy. I mean, if you find those, thing, those things in a candidate, you're, you're actually going to make a good hire. And I, and I think that it's, that's the underpinning culture that we're trying to achieve here at DISH. And it makes so much sense to me. And, it, and, it, and again, it's reminiscent of what I experienced in the early days of Oystering, you know, yeah. it, it, although it's a little better, articul better articulated than it was in the early days. But I think as I, as I reflect back as to what we were trying to do, we were trying to climb really huge mountains in, in not a lot of time. And this is not any different. In fact, I, I'd argue this is probably accelerated. Yes. You know, people today, Dave, they want more than just a job or more than a career. And, you know, they want something that, that matters. They want to make a difference. And, and, and whatever they're doing and whatever piece that they're contributing, they want to know that they're going to make a difference. They're going to do something that's never been done. And, and that's what people are craving right now, especially, you know, in these uncertain times. So I think DISH is the perfect home for these types of people, really for people who want to win and who want adventure and who want that curiosity and pride in their work. So it's just a phenomenal, phenomenal culture. Um, you know, DISH also has a strong commitment to diversity and inclusion that I've seen. There's, there's many collective employee resource groups for that where every person at DISH can have a community and can be included and have connection. How are you building diversity on your team? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, you know, Charlie, Charlie's perspective is if you, if you hire for CPAW, which is, you know, curiosity, pride, adventure, and winning, you'll create diversity in and of itself. But I, mean, I, but I also say that, you know, we've taken some, some steps to ensure that we hire a diverse team, both in, you know, both in physical presence and, as well as thought, which is ultimately the most important thing to me. Uh, my direct report team is extraordinarily diverse. Um, yeah. And I'm really proud of that. I, I appreciate that because they all have different perspectives and they all have 
enough difference in their backgrounds and their gender and their nationality that I really appreciate what all that brings and, and also their experiences. Yes. Which makes and that us produces, a stronger right. team. A hundred percent. You yeah. know, Dave, it produces diversity of thought and diversity breeds innovation. Yep. Would you agree? You yes. And you are an innovative company, to say the least. So that's exciting. Let's talk about growth and development, because I know that people, when they enter, you know, they're looking for a new career, or a new role. They, the first thing they ask is, okay, where do I see myself here? Well, what options do I have for growth and development? So let's talk a little bit about those opportunities and leadership at DISH Wireless. Yeah, I, I mean, I think, look, I, I think this is, might be one of the best places to be from an opportunity set perspective because the business is, it's a young business. And when you enter a young business, it creates all sorts of growth opportunities that will exist for the next you know, decade or even 20 years. Um, you know, I, I'd say people have to be flexible. And, and if they're flexible in terms of location, my gosh, there's so much that needs to be done. And there's so much opportunity for those people that get in on the ground floor and grow their careers with DISH. Yes, I tend to agree 100%. So what would you say to someone who is, you know, they're considering an opportunity with DISH or they've heard the buzz, they've heard the excitement, they're thinking about joining the team. What would you say to them right now? Well, come on down. Uh, it's a great <laughs> place to be. And it's yeah. going to be only better. When we, uh, when we start building network and start adding customers, it's going to be just a really, really fun place to be. Uh, not that it's not today, but it's going to be even <laughs> more fun, you know, when we get points on the board. Right now, we're really planting a lot of seeds you know, plowing dirt, planting seeds and watering the seeds and they're going to grow. You know, I'd say keep your eye on, on the website, you know, careers.dish.com slash wireless ASPX um, because there's jobs that are constantly posted on the website. And, you know, right now we're, we're trying to build the field team, um, radio frequency engineers, uh, site development folks, site acquisition specialists. You know, as we move through time, we'll be looking for transport engineers and transport coordinators. Uh, we're also trying to build, you know, the operations team here in, uh, in Littleton, Colorado. And that's going to entail, you know, folks that have NOC-based experiences, folks that have system engineering experiences, transport experience, um, and, and who are really smart and want to do great things. So keep your eye on the job board because there's new positions out there almost every week. Yes, and could you say that job board, the site one more time? Yeah, yeah. careers.dish.com backslash wireless ASPX. Got it. So, you know, it's interesting. You said there's so many opportunities in Littleton, and I've never really experienced Colorado before, especially Littleton. Yeah. And I have been here now for a couple of months and I am absolutely in love, Dave. I want to spend, and I've already told my fiance, I said, look, I, we are going to spend at least two, three months here. And my home is in Florida and Tampa, but I am in love with this place. Actually, yeah. it is, I'm in love with it. I mean, how do you feel about it here? Yeah, it's awesome. It's, you know, I've lived in Seattle all of my adult life and I forgot that there was this thing up in the, up in the sky, this <laughs> round glow. And it's out almost every day here. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it uh, is. You know, 
oh these winter months in Seattle, you don't see the sun very often. So I've really enjoyed the weather, you know, coming in almost every morning, the top's down and it's great. Uh, and the weather's just awesome. And people are really nice too. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's just a terrific place. I agree. I do agree. Dave, it has been a pleasure. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours. And I, I just want to thank you for coming on the show. That's uh, my pleasure, Curry. Nice, nice okay. to do it. Thank you. I'll see you in a minute. I'll come say okay. hi. All right. <laughs> okay. Take care. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.